great to be with all of you today <clears throat> at the beginning of Ordinary Time. We'll talk about that briefly. We'd like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray the Hail Holy Queen, we invoke Mary in a special way. Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's invite Mary to pray with us, to pray for us, and to encourage us as we head toward Christ who is the eternal light that never dims. Let's pray the prayer that she loves most. And that, of course, is the Hail Mary. So, together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and bless the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now, my friend, let's invite to be with us our spiritual director. Our spiritual director, of course, is the is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has many different titles. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. He's also known as the Gift of Gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our counselor. Not only is he our counselor, but also he is, he's our consoler. The Holy Spirit is also known as our interior master. Our interior master. St. Paul reminds us with these words, he says, we don't really know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba, Abba, which means Daddy or Father. which would be Daddy or Father. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light, as well as interior fire to burn within our hearts. As we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, Grant us, 
that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolation. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Francis Xavier, pray for us. All God's angels and saints pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, my friends, to give you encouragement, I promise to pray for all of you and your intentions in the greatest of all prayers. In my Mass this evening, I'd like to place all of you on the altar. Place all of you on the altar. In the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And of course, the greatest of all prayers. The greatest of all prayers is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. So I'd like to place you on the altar and offer the following intentions. First of all, let's pray for each other that we would be open to the open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's right, to be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we can say during the course of the day this short aspiration which is, come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come. To the heart of Mary. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come. To the heart of Mary. That's my first intention. My second intention would be, I'd like to pray in a special way for your families. Very much at heart for many of us are the young ones, teenagers, young adults who live in a very difficult world today. Many of you have had children that have received all the sacraments. But then they go away to college and they um they go away to college and they 
end up by questioning their faith. They're not only questioning their faith, sometimes they just say they no longer believe. So let's pray for the, the young generation, your children, teenagers, young adults, that that they would come to the awareness that only God can give us true happiness. This is principle and foundation. Only God can give us true happiness. And finally, with you, I'd like to pray for the conversion of sinners. But most specifically, I'd like to pray for the conversion of deathbed sinners. Sinners who will die today. Especially those who right now are perhaps not in the state of grace. That through our prayers that they would turn, that they would return. And they would trust in God's infinite mercy. The greatest of all God's attributes is His is His infinite mercy. Give thanks to the Lord for His good, for His mercy, for His mercy endures forever. So I'd like to place these intentions on the altar in the Mass, encouraging you to have great trust in God's mercy and His love for all of you. Great. So as we enter into ordinary time, I would like to start off with a um, with a story. I'd like to start off with a story to set the set the tone. In the 1800s. There was a towering figure in England who was converted to Catholicism. This is probably one of the most renowned converts in the history of English-speaking people. The name of this man was John Henry Newman. John Henry Newman. We call him Blessed Cardinal John Henry Newman today. And he arrived at the conclusion that the fullness of the truth was found in the Catholic faith. He was in the Oxford movement, an intellectual movement. Of many of them were professors, some of them were clerics. And he would say, studying church history will lead us to Rome, to the Roman Catholic Church. So he turned to Catholicism. And he was one of the greatest preachers, teachers, writers in the Catholic faith. 
If you really want to learn English well, reading through Cardinal Newman's tractates or sermons is one of the best ways to do it. After he was converted, he was vilified and rejected by many, as was the case with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. But I'd like to tell you a short anecdote in the life of this this saint to set the tone of where we're heading now in the church year. And it's um, it's what I would call a simple recipe for holiness. So Cardinal Newman was once asked, how can I become a saint? The thing Many of you will identify with these bullet points, these suggestions. These bullet points, these suggestions. And he said, the first thing he said will probably surprise you. This is a a recipe for holiness. He said, first thing he said is, get get to bed on time. Now, what I'm going to present to you would be some good New Year's proposals as we recently entered into the new year. Cardinal Newman said, get to bed on time. I wonder if all of you get to bed on time. Probably not. It seemed to be something overly simplistic, but there's a lot of wisdom in that. Because if you don't get to bed on time, you may not get up, you may not get up on time. If you don't get up on time, then you may not do your holy hour or you may be cut your holy hour in half. There was a proverb when I was a kid, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I don't know if you ever heard that proverb. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Or another side effect of this would be that If you don't get to bed on time, you get to go to bed too late. You might get up early because you have to go to work. But because you're not well rested, you're cranky. You're irritable. You're impatient. Maybe you bark at people. Or you're not as mentally alert as you should be. And the people around us will suffer as a consequence of our not being up to par. So I wrote a book, Roadmap to Heaven, and the purpose of this book is to try to order the disordered in our lives. 
perhaps we have a disorder in our sleeping habits. In a certain sense, to sleep well at night means we have to work hard during the day. God said to Adam, you will earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. So it wouldn't be a bad idea that you set you set a certain time when you'll retire. So I think working on getting good sleeping habits is very important. Not to forget, my friends, that our, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Not that I'm a doctor, but I do have some common sense. Longevity, living a long life, depends on God, but also depends upon us collaborating with God. In other words, we're doing our part. So proper sleeping habits and I'll be mentioning another one later on all at the start of this new year and now we enter into ordinary time. It's a new stage in the liturgical year. So the first thing Cardinal says get to bed on time. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's a wisdom of our parents as of old. Then Cardinal Newman, and even though this is a keen intellectual, he's very practical on these bullet points. He says, when you get up, Your first thoughts should be directed to God, in which, as you get up, offer your first thoughts to God and consecrate yourself to God. So, in our Perseverance family, we belong to Mary. Start off by consecrating yourself to God through Mary. Giving Mary your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your tongue, your heart. Giving everything to Jesus through Mary. Then, then, <coughs> then take your scapular and kiss your scapular. You bless your scapular. So you're giving yourself to God through Mary. Then the next thing he says is eat to the honor and glory of God. St. Paul says whether we says whatever we do eat or drink do everything for the honor and glory of God. 
There's a second point that doctors will tell you. Not only should we get in the habit of getting enough rest at night, but also proper eating habits. So as we embark upon this new year, you might ask yourself this question. I'm giving you some proverbs this morning. Do you do you eat to live or do you live to eat? Good question. Do you eat to live or live to eat? So Cardinal Newman says, eat and drink to the honor and glory of God. And being reminded of the fact that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul says, glorify God in your bodies. Then Cardinal Newman says this. He says, every day to And this is kind of like a two standards. To reject thought, reject bad thoughts from the onset. Here's another play on words. A priest asked uh, a man in spiritual direction, he asked him, Do you entertain bad thoughts? And he said, no, they entertain me. So I'm giving you a lot of proverbs this morning, right? Do you entertain bad thoughts? No, no, they entertain me. So Newman is saying, as soon as we're aware of being assaulted by bad thoughts, and they're going to come, whether we like it or not. Then we should be quick on guard to rebuff and to reject those thoughts right away. To rebuff those thoughts right away. Then Newman continues, And he says, he says this, to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Now we're talking about England a good 150 years ago. England is a country, country that back then was basically Anglican or Protestant. So finding a church and making a visit would have been a sacrifice back then. And it was not the habit for people to go to daily daily Mass and Communion. But to visit the Blessed Sacrament. Here's another proverb for you. You're going to be filled with these 
short proverbs today. Little poem. Little poem that my my mother taught us when we were small. It goes like this. Whenever I see a church, I stop to make a visit so that when I die, the Lord will not say, Who is it? You like that? Whenever I see a church, I stop to make a visit so that when I die, the Lord will not say, Who is it? And with that visit to the church, get in the habit, my friends, I'd add this to Cardinal Newman's recipe. Get in the habit of making what is called a spiritual communion. A spiritual communion. For example, yesterday I celebrated Mass for the little children. They cannot receive communion yet. So what I did was I taught them a spiritual communion. And you can make as many spiritual communions as you like. So building upon Cardinal Newman's recipe for holiness, whenever I see a church, I stop to make a visit so that when I Lord, so that when I die, the Lord will not say, "Who is it?" Spiritual communion. can be as simple as this. Lord, I believe that you're truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. And not that you even have to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Lord, I really believe that you're present in the Blessed Sacrament in your body, blood, soul, divinity. I cannot receive you sacramentally, but at least come into my heart. That's what I told the children. And they told them to put their hand over their hearts and say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. So I would I would build upon Cardinal Newman's I would build upon Cardinal Newman's recipe by with some of you. is go to daily Mass. And I think many of you do go to daily Mass. Because we're living in a different country, a different time, where there are a lot of Catholic churches in the United States and many daily Masses. For example, in our church, we've got Mass at 6 and 8 and 12 and 6 p.m. A lot of opportunities to not only visit the Blessed Sacrament, but also to participate in Mass and receive Holy Communion. Next on Cardinal Newman's recipe, 
recipe for holiness. Cut Newman says, pray the rosary every day. Yes, my friends, we should all get in the habit of praying the rosary. Pope St. John the 23rd said this, The only bad rosary is the rosary that was never prayed. Do you like that? I do. The only bad rosary is the rosary that was never prayed. You know what's better than praying the rosary? Praying two rosaries. You know what's better than praying two rosaries? Praying three rosaries. And you should not be surprised that there are obstacles when you do pray the rosary. Shouldn't be surprised. One occasion, St. Alphonse de Liguri, who I mention often, encouraging you to read The Glories of Mary which is one of the best Marian masterpieces ever written. A woman approaches him and says, You know, Father Alfonso, when I pray the rosary, I have a lot of temptations. A lot of temptations. And St. Alphonsus said, he said, that's a good sign. That's a good sign because the devil is angry at you. That's a good sign because the devil is angry at you. So get that rosary in. I'd like to tell you a story on the rosary with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Once was sitting in a... um, He was in the plane next to a young woman and Fulton Sheen pulled out his rosary. And he's praying his rosary. And the young woman looked at him and said, why are you praying that rosary? She said, that's boring. You just say the same thing. You just repeat the same thing. And Fulton Sheen, quick to the draw, (coughs) asked her a couple of questions. He said to the young woman, Do you have a boyfriend? 
She said, yes, I have a fiancé. Did he ever say to you, I love you? Oh, yes. Right before boarding, he said, honey, I love you. Well, did he ever say it before? Yeah, even in the car, he said, I really love you. Did he ever say before? Well, yeah, even last night, we were on the phone, he said, I love you. And Fulton Sheen said, well, how boring, how monotonous. He's always saying the same thing. That was a great rebuttal, wasn't it? What do you think? Because eventually you're going to be meeting people, Protestants and sometimes even Catholics, who will go on to say, well, you shouldn't repeat the same prayers, the same words. That's kind of boring. And I would tell that story. And I'd also say that the Blessed Virgin Mary, every time we say Ave Maria, Ave Maria, Ave Maria, Ave Maria, every time we say that, Mary's heart rejoices. Mary never gets tired. Mary never gets tired of hearing Ave Maria, Ave Maria, Ave Maria, Ave Maria. I was reading the other day, what's, what's Ave spelled backwards? Eva. So Mary is the Ave and Eva is the opposite. Interesting, huh? Eva was Eve, Ave's Maria. It's like a word play on the two standards. A word play on the two standards. We want to stand beneath the Ave, not the Eva. So we're giving the we're giving the recipe of holiness of Fulton Sheen. Now the cream on the cake is the following and related to what we're doing now in the church year. Fulton Sheen, rather, Cardinal Newman said this. In his recipe to holiness, we should try to do the ordinary tasks or the ordinary things of our daily life with extraordinary love. There we have the recipe of holiness to try to do the ordinary things, the ordinary things, the ordinary things of our daily life to do them with extraordinary holiness. 
There you have the recipe of holiness. The recipe of holiness. Does that not resound in your heart to the teaching of Saint Therese of Lisieux. Saint Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. The really secret of her plan of holiness was doing the ordinary things of daily life with extraordinary love. Going back to St. Paul, whether we eat or drink, do everything for the honor and glory of God. Whether we eat or drink, do everything. Everything for the honor and glory of God. So my friends, I say that because right now we enter into the church year. We enter into what is called ordinary time. Trying to make the connection between this story and the liturgical year, we enter into what's called ordinary time. The Christmas season started 16 days ago with Christmas. Then we celebrated the Holy Family. Then January 1st, we celebrate Mary, the Mother of God. Then last Sunday, we celebrated the feast day of the Epiphany. We celebrate the feast day of the Epiphany. In which the kings offered gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yesterday, my friends, yesterday, my friends, we celebrate the baptism of the Lord. And I'd like to make a connection between the baptism of the Lord and a verse in the first reading now. Now we enter into ordinary time and we're reading the letter to the Hebrews and then we're reading the Gospel of St. Mark. We're reading a letter to the Hebrews. Now I'd like to glean a verse and comment upon it related to the baptism of Christ and our baptism. The letter of the Hebrews is quoting some of the verses from the Old Testament, specifically the Psalms, even though Hebrews did not mention which Psalm it is. One is, You are my son. 
You are my son. This day I have begotten you. I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. This, my friends, reminds us of what is called our divine filiation. That's one idea I'd like to just glean from the first reading today of Hebrews. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Son or daughter. How do we how can we apply this to ourselves? You are my son, today I've begotten you. Well yesterday we celebrated the last day of Christmas season, which was the baptism of our Lord. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was baptized in the Jordan River. And there was manifested what is called a Trinitarian Theophany. Wow. Write that one down. A Trinitarian Theophany. A manifestation of the Trinity, which means one God and three persons the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You could hear the voice of God the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You could see the Son, Jesus Christ, descending into the waters. And then the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus in the form of a dove. My friends, to encourage you, we can say this. You are my son or you are my daughter. This day I have begotten you. You are my son, you are my daughter. This day I have begotten you. When you were baptized, when you were baptized, you truly were transformed into a son or daughter of God. This is called divine filiation. We become adopted sons and daughters through the life-giving waters of baptism. So recognize, as Pope Leo the Great points out, Christians, recognize your, your, your dignity, your divine filiation, that you're sons and daughters of God, but also recognize your destiny. Your destiny is heaven. So let's live being aware of our dignity and our destiny. One last point. 
and the first reading is so rich, but I'm taking just one idea, relating it to our divine filiation. We're sons and daughters of God through baptism. Do you know, do you know the day that you were baptized? Do you know the day that you're baptized? Do you know the day of the baptism of your children? You should. You should. Now we go so far as to say every year to celebrate your birthday, but also every year to celebrate your baptism because that is your spiritual birth. Jesus said very clearly to Nicodemus, he says, unless you be born of water and the Spirit, unless you be born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So some of you are already placing the day of your baptism. Bev was April 7, 2007 with her daughter. Wonderful. You should celebrate your physical birthday, but also your, your spiritual birthday you should celebrate every year. For me, I'm happy to say I was baptized on March 25th which is the feast day of the Annunciation of Mary. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm an oblate of the Virgin Mary and I'm very Marian is because I was actually baptized on one of the key Marian solemnities, March 25th, when Mary said yes to the angel and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's our spiritual birthday. What you might even do, so Sophie, it was Easter Vigil 2019, great. So Sophie probably received baptism, communion, confirmation, all the sacraments of initiation in that one day. Mark's was September 1st. It's good that many of you have these memorized, but what about your children? So what you might even do is the baptismal date of every one of your children would be maybe go to confession, go to Mass, receive communion, stay after to pray the rosary, and then maybe go out to Pollo Loco. Go out to Pollo Loco to celebrate your spiritual birthday. Celebrating your spiritual birthday. Now what we want to do is impregnate our society 
our culture with Christian values. Why not? To imbue, to permeate our our culture, which has basically fallen into neo-paganism. We have to admit it's neo-paganism to start to sprinkle as the rain is coming down here in Southern California, sprinkle with the rain of these good Catholic traditions. So recognizing recognizing our divine filiation is a key step to growing in holiness. Right, so we're going to be moving into the gospel the gospel we're going to be reading and meditating now in this ordinary time just that you're aware that ordinary time will take us up to the beginning of the holy season of Lent with Ash Wednesday So, first ordinary time takes us up to Lent, these several weeks. So, we're in Mark chapter 1, and I'll just give you a summary of what we have in Mark chapter 1. Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, in Capernaum. on the Sabbath. And Jesus is teaching different than the scribes and the Pharisees. He's teaching with great authority. Great authority. And there's a man there who's possessed by an evil spirit. And he cries out, What have I to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy One of God? Have you come here to torture me before my time? And Jesus sharply rebukes and says, Quiet, come out of him. So this man that was possessed by the devil this man that was possessed by the devil was convulsed and he lets out a loud cry and the devil the devil came out of this person Here we have Jesus who's working in exorcism. Jesus is working in exorcism. I'd like to apply this to us. In our spiritual life, in our spiritual life, we have to encounter 
three major obstacles. The devil, the flesh, and the world. Those are the three major obstacles that all of us have to encounter. The devil, who's the father of lies. The flesh that does not want to obey the spirit. And the world that wants to seduce us into thinking that true happiness can be found in the world and the things of this world. Today we have Jesus in conflict with the devil. With authority, he casts out the devil, the evil spirit. That's right, he casts out the devil, the evil spirit. Now, you're not possessed, but all of us are tempted. We're all tempted to commit sin. And my suggestion to all of us would be the following. When you are tempted by the devil, then say a fervent Hail Mary. And Mary will help to expel the bad spirit from your life. So we've had a wonderful conversation. Let's follow the advice of Blessed Cardinal John Henry Newman. The secret of holiness is to do the ordinary things of daily daily life with extraordinary love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.